So today we're going to mix it up a little bit and keep the kids in here. Sorry, I got a little hoarse voice now. Casey's clapping. <laughs> Can you guys put up our uh, app picture? I'm sorry, I left my phone back there. So if you aren't aware that we have an app, you can go to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and search for Follow Him With Us and get our app. Our app has lots of fun stuff on it. Thank you. Like, for example, if you go to the home screen, which is super simple to read, and you click on calendar, it'll tell you that we're eating today and we're having a service today, and it tells us what's happening on Wednesday. Women's group. That's right. You women got some catching up. We've had not to keep count because love keeps no record of wrongs. But we've had three men's groups in the past six weeks. I'm just saying. I was praising the men, not dogging the women. Yes. Each. All right. And you'll see that next week it's got, we're going to do a special Jewish New Year service. What's that called, Peyton? Rosh Hashanah. See, I say it wrong all the time, so. I thought it was, well, never mind. <laughs> you can get our daily encouragements on there. We've only got like nine days left to finish a whole year. <clears throat> And we're trying to figure out, so you may have noticed, like, our app only lets us keep up with 200 things at a time. So there's 314 days of the daily encouragement. So we're trying to figure out how to get them all on there so you can go back and start at day one if you never did it or if you want to go back or whatever. And they all started at, like, five minutes apiece, and somehow they've inched up to 20 minutes apiece. I don't know what happened. <laughs> all right. Today is a special day. I'm trying to make sure I hadn't missed anything. Oh, I'll back on our app. If you notice, you know, last week I ruffled some feathers with this whole Halloween thing. <laughs> so, if you want something to do on that Saturday that people like to go out and dress up. Well, there's kids in here. i got to be careful. Anyway, if, I, if you want something to do, we're going to have a Pregnancy Resource Center event here on the 29th of October. And we're going to, and it's going to be different than what we've done in the past. And I may ought to let the ladies from Pregnancy Resource Center tell us about it. <laughs> anyway, normally they come in and they're showered. And it's my understanding this time we're going to, they're going to come in and get pampered. Like they're going to, like a bride would come in and spend half the day getting makeup and hair and all that stuff. So we're going to need people to help, and it's an awesome alternative to serve Jesus instead of serving that other thing that served on that bad holiday. It's all I'm going to say. I'm leaving it up to the parents to have these discussions with their kids. I will if you want me to. So today, Wendy gets her wish of me keeping it short, finally. John? I will show videos of you next week if you don't settle down. So today we're having a very special service, and in a moment, I'm going to ask a few specific people to come up here. 
We're going to spend a few moments today honoring some very special people and thanking them for their dedication to our church family. But before I bring them up, I've got to teach a little bit because that's just what I like to do. Thank you, Jennifer. I've got one supporter. And I think it's become pretty obvious that I have zero desire to do church like the modern church does. Okay? And if Jesus judged the modern church and he said, I can do everything and more, I'm going to do it too. Not be critical. We talked about that last week. But we're going to try to do it the best we possibly can. And we're still trying to figure it out, right? This would be a good time to say yes, we are. So, in the early church, how many of you know they didn't throw around a ton of titles? They didn't name everything that happened. I'm going to give you some examples in a minute. We do that now in the American church, maybe the church of the world. But you probably know I don't like titles, right? I don't even like being called a preacher or a pastor. I just want to be called a servant of Jesus, okay? But man has made up a title for everything, and it's just not biblical. So before we honor some people, I want to make it clear why we're doing what we're doing. There are a few titles that are used in the Bible. John mentioned this in prayer this morning. In Ephesians 4.11, Paul said, Now these are the gifts that Jesus gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Okay, so one of those five was this term called pastor. But does anybody know what pastor really means? Does it mean the guy that gets up on Sunday and preaches all over America? It means shepherd. The Greek word means shepherd. So we call a lot of people a pastor. And maybe a great teacher gets up and he teaches really well and we go, there's our pastor but we're calling it the wrong name. He's a teacher. Or maybe a great evangelist gets up and brings people to Christ, and that's awesome. That's one of the roles, but we call that person a pastor. We tend to lump all five of those into one and call it a pastor. But we have to differentiate for today's purposes that pastor is one of them, and it means a shepherd, okay? Here's a list of examples I found with a quick Google search of potential pastor titles. Lead pastor, senior pastor, head pastor, associate pastor, executive pastor, senior executive pastor, associate executive pastor, senior associate pastor, executive pastor, I think that was there twice, lead youth pastor, senior youth pastor, youth pastor, junior high school youth pastor, senior high school youth pastor, school age pastor, senior adult pastor, lead senior adult pastor, connections pastor, discipleship pastor, evangelism pastor, outreach pastor, assimilation connection pastor, pastor of engagement, musical pastor, worship pastor, don't know what the difference in music and worship is. Oh, worship and creative arts pastor, college pastor, career pastor, college and career pastor, young adults pastor, adults pastor, singles pastor, young Mary's pastor, pastor of construction, daycare pastor, women's pastor, men's pastor, counseling pastor, children's pastor, administrative pastor, building services pastor, Christian schools pastor, foreign ministries pastor, preschool pastor, recreational pastor, I want that one, sports ministry pastor, technologies pastor, multimedia pastor, and volunteer pastor pastor that's one church that's one church's list of all their pastors on their website and if I wasn't out of breath and hoarse from dancing and singing I am now so biblically a pastor is a shepherd and what did a shepherd do watched out 
four enemies coming against the sheep was one role. Defended the sheep from those attackers. Healed the wound and sick sheep. Found and saved the lost or trapped sheep. Loved the sheep, sharing their lives to the point they earned the trust of a sheep. Do you see the difference between a shepherd and your average pastor on Sunday morning? Because I'm just going to go here. If you got a guy that has to be escorted in by a security team and escorted out by a security team, he probably doesn't even know his sheep. Okay, so I take this term very, very, very seriously. Parker said sometimes a shepherd's got to break the sheep's leg to get them back. I don't know what that's all about. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to do to Joseph. He didn't get up and dance today. I was going to break that leg. Good job, buddy. So. When we use the word pastor, I want you to really think about it and be careful how we want to make sure that person's fulfilling the roles that I just listed out as a shepherd. All right, we got another word that we throw around. It's called ordination. Anybody know if that's biblical? Maybe. I was taught growing up that it was absolutely biblical, and it was a very specific process, and then I was taught that it is absolutely not biblical, so then I thought, well, third go-around, I'll just go to the Bible and see what it says. So, let's go to Matthew 24. I'm just going to paraphrase real quick. Jesus is talking about a ruler appointing a servant as a ruler. And the word loosely translated is the man was ordained. He was set over something. He was appointed to be over that household. So Jesus said, the ruler is going to appoint this servant to be in charge of the household while I leave. Okay, so the word, the Greek word there, and I'm not going to try to get into it because it's a very complicated word, but the Greek word means to set a point, to set over something to a point. Okay, in Acts 6, they appointed seven men to be in charge of taking care of the serving. Same Greek word, appointed them. Okay, in Titus 1.5, we actually get the English word ordain in most of our translations. It says that they are set over a particular thing, but here's the cool thing. It says ordain in our translation. It's the same Greek word we had in Matthew 24 and Acts 6. Okay, so my point is this word ordain is a biblical word but it may not mean what we think. It's not just a certificate. It's just not just a license to marry and bury people. That's what we've turned it into. But it's to set someone over something, to appoint them over something, okay? Now, here's the next question. Is there a standard for what ordination looks like in the Bible? Because I've seen people literally pour oil over people's heads. I've seen a big elaborate service. I've seen laying on of hands. I've seen all these different things. And there really is no standard. But in Acts 13, 2, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, there's a key word, as they fasted, they were praying, they were fasting, the Holy Spirit said, so it wasn't a man that said do this, it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, now separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So we do have this biblical thing here. Um, the word the Holy Spirit used in this description was separate. It's similar to set apart. 
So these men had a purpose. They were set apart, and it was done through fasting and praying and laying on of hands, okay? Fasting, praying, laying on of hands. Who called them to do it? Holy Spirit. Who gave the gifts of the five, I said, in Matthew, or in, I'm sorry, in Acts, or wherever we were? Jesus, Holy Spirit, okay? So the problem is we've taken this into this very man-made thing, and that's where it's wrong and not biblical. It is when the Holy Spirit calls someone out to be set apart. I could keep going on and on and on, but I'm going to bring it back to just a reminder. A shepherd is responsible for watching out for enemies, trying to attack a sheep, defend the sheep, heal the wounded and sick, find and save the lost or trapped, love the sheep, and share their lives to earn the trust of the sheep. A shepherd is set apart or appointed by the role, by that role, for that role by the Holy Spirit, not by me or Wendy or any other preacher, okay? The Holy Spirit appoints them to be shepherds. So I'm just trying to make sure you understand that I take this very seriously. We don't take this lightly and we don't just toss around terms. So at this time, we're going to set apart a few shepherds. You can call it ordaining a pastor. I want it to call set apart a few shepherds. I'm going to say it's God setting apart these shepherds to defend our sheep, to heal the sheep that are hurt, to share their lives with each of us. And each of these people has earned the right to be called a shepherd. So first, I want to invite Lonnie McKenzie to come up here. Okay, I wrote this because uh, I can tear up a few times. Lonnie, you have been set apart. And I'm going to officially call you the shepherd of care. So I make up my own titles now. <laughs> that wasn't in that list. <laughs> and if I'm going to give you a title, it's going to mean something. It's going to mean something to me, to Wendy, and to everyone in here. You've been here as best I can remember since our first service. You've watched us grow. You've watched us battle. But you are so much more than a watcher. You helped us grow. And you helped us battle. You've been a rock. You've been a foundation stone for our church, for our family. You have cared for every person that has walked through these doors. No matter what they've brought in here, you have cared for them. And you've been there to care for me and Wendy and my family as we've gone through struggles. Every Sunday, I look forward to seeing that blue Nissan pull into the parking lot. <laughs> and even though I know you have to go take care of your mother at times, I'm sad when it doesn't pull into the parking lot. And please don't take that as a false guilt thing. <laughs> God has set you apart and he has blessed us with you. Jesus is our leader. I've always been clear on that, but he uses people and he has used you to care for our sheep and to care for us and our family and to care for our fellow shepherds. I can honestly say that I don't think we would still be, be here persevering this mess that's been for three and a half years if the Holy Spirit hadn't set you apart to be here. So, oh, we would like to present this to you 
By the way, I didn't mention that I've been praying and fasting for three weeks before we did this, and not even my family knows that. I don't want to do something that God doesn't say do. And then, but it's not the piece of paper. It's what you mean to our family. So thank you, Lonnie. Now, you have to stay up here. <laughs> Next, I want to bring up John and Karen Ray together. I'm going to have to scoot over. We're going to call John the crazy shepherd. <laughs> the shepherd of dance. The joy shepherd. I've asked you two to come up together because you two are a team. And much like Lonnie, you guys have been an absolutely, I'm calling it foundation stones of this family and been here since the beginning as well and been through so much and helped us through so much just like Lonnie has. John, when you walk in the door, you bring a level of excitement. I don't care how much you're struggling. We, you know, you often share that you're struggling when you walk in the door, but you bring a level of excitement in here that's contagious. You bring a level of joy in here that has to be the Holy Spirit bringing it. Parker's getting ahead of my notes. Every Sunday. You bring dancing and you make it fun to celebrate Jesus. I've always loved to worship, but you showed me what it means to dance and not care and have fun. Karen, you have something that's hard for me to put into words, and I'm just going to call it the most calming demeanor or way about you. And I, I could not think of the right words to say it. But when you come in, he's doing cartwheels and I just want a hug for that calming presence that you bring to this family. Much like Lonnie, I look forward to seeing your vehicles pulling into the parking lot. As Parker may have already stated, it's just not the same when the three of you aren't here. You guys bring life, you bring comfort, you have brought stability to our flock. We've had a lot of instability, and you guys, all three of you, have brought stability. Um, you both have a heart of Jesus to be servants. And I'm going to say that you've been set apart by the Holy Spirit to be called what I'm going to call servant shepherds. And I think that's a huge compliment because Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom will be a servant. So again, I don't say these words lightly, and I think it's a huge honor to who you are and how much you serve. Um, last week, after everybody ate and left, I think it was Karen and John were two of the last ones here, and Karen was cleaning the bathrooms, and John was sweeping the floors, and that's who they are. They do a lot of other things, too. Karen's literally helped us build that fence over there. 
I'd like to say John helped, but John talked while Karen helped. <clears throat> Sorry, John. <laughs> he brought a lot of joy. John has helped build rabbit cages and all kinds of stuff. John has helped build a partially build a barn that we'll get back to later next year, John. <laughs> the three of you literally light up the room in our church when you enter our church. And I can't tell you thank you enough for what you've meant to us once you've been to our flock. As the flock has changed, you have not. You three have remained steady. And I can't emphasize enough how much we have needed you and appreciate all three of you. So we would like to present these to you. <laughs> Did we get John flowers too? <laughs> I think Karen deserves another title for having to put up with John at home, but we won't go there today. <laughs> All right, we have one more person that we want to call up today. <laughs> and that is my son, Peyton Butler. Son, you've been set apart for things that I'm not even sure we all understand yet. And I meant that in a good way. <laughs> I don't know where your ceiling is. But today we honor you for being set apart to lead us in worship. You are our worship shepherd. I'm not using the word pastor. You're our worship shepherd. Worship is very important to God. Angels in heaven, the elders in heaven, they sing and worship God. The Jewish people, you told me this week, often do their prayers and song to God. We start our services out with musical worship because it helps bring the Holy Spirit's presence into this place. Scripture says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Nearly two years ago at age 15, you were shouldered with leading worship. It makes me tear up to think about the pressure that was put on to you, and it makes me want to really hurt some other people, just to be honest. Because no 15-year-old should have to carry the burden you've had to carry for the last two years. But you faithfully led us each week in worship, even when you were down, even when you were struggling. You obeyed God, and you did what he called you to do. You understood that God had a purpose for you and this flock to do that. At times, I honestly have felt like a terrible father asking you to carry such a load. But you carried it with maturity that most adults can't match. Paul told Timothy, Timothy 1, 4, 12, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live in your love, your faith, and your purity. And Peyton, you have lived out this verse the past two years. You are young. You're very mature. And you've been an example to everyone in here in what you say, 
the way you live, the love you give, your faith, and your purity. I'm proud of you to be our worship shepherd and to be my son. So today we honor all four of you. We thank God for all four of you. And I'm thankful for all you folks too. I just want to make that clear. Each of you has been set apart. And so some of you may have some gifts or something to give them. I think Wendy may have sent out some text. Um, if you have something you want to present to them, now would be a good time to do that. Or if you just want to say something, you're welcome to do that as well. After we do that, um, we're going to ask Jeff and Sue to come up here. That scripture said, pray and fast. I've been doing that as best I can. Wendy's been doing that. And it says, lay hands. So we're going to come, Wendy, myself, Jeff and Sue are going to lay hands. And we're going to ask all of you to point your hands this way. And we're going to pray over them. Um, so if anybody has something they want to give them or say to them, this is a good time to do that. Okay, so um, Peyton, I always make desserts and things for birthdays. Well, Peyton had told me that he was celebrating his birthday today. Um, and Wendy told us to bring gifts. Um, so I made challah for him, which is a Jewish bread. But, yes, this was my attempt at it. <laughs> I stayed up until like 1 a.m. to make it. So. <laughs> I don't know. So if there's no one else that has anything, I'd like to ask Jeff and Sue to come on up here so we could um, do a prayer over them. And if everybody will just stay seated, um, what we're going to do, yes, um, we're just going to have everybody re uh, reach their hands forward as we say a prayer of blessings over them. Um, I'll let uh, either Jeff or Sue end the prayer today um, when we get done. We're going to say a blessing for the food that we have today. We want everybody to stay, hang out, and eat. But once that prayer is done, the prayer for the food, um, if there's anybody that needs prayer today over anything, we're going to have this group of people up here to pray over anybody that needs prayer today or needs a word, okay? And that's how we're going to end today. So I'm going to start out, and then I'm just going to pass the mic to either Jeff or Sue. And then, So, Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for these servants, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you put them here, Father God, for such a time as this. 
And so, Father, I ask for your favor and your anointing that comes from you, Yeshua, to rain down on them today. Lord, I ask that you anoint their gifts in a new, fresh way, Lord, in the name of Yeshua, Jesus. I ask that they get new armor today, Father God, new weapons and new armor in the natural realm and the spiritual realm, Lord. I ask that you give them new levels of insight, Father God, into your word and into your kingdom, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you place such anointings on these leaders, Lord. I thank you, Father God, um, that we can always look to you, Father God, for the people to place in that authority, Lord. And so, Father God, I ask that you give them the authority that you have already placed on them and that you're placing on them today, Lord, um, the new authority and the new level that you're taking us all to. And so I thank you for them, Lord. I thank you for their friendship. I thank you for the love that they have for you, Lord. I ask, Father God, that each and every day, Father God, that people just remember of what blessings that they are and that they reach out and just remind them, because we all struggle, but just remind them of how grateful they are that you have placed them here, Father God, for this time. And so, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do and what you've already done in their lives and how you're going to use them here at this ministry in the name of Yeshua, Jesus. May the Lord continue to bless you with the intimacy of his presence that he may pour through you into others your heart, your servanthood, and your compassion, and your faithfulness. Karen, may the Lord bless you, and I honor you today for the growth I've seen in you, how the Lord has brought you through trials, but you have been faithful, you haven't lost faith, and I would say to you, as the Lord brought the question up, will I find faithfulness when I return? Mm -hmm. And I declare you the faithful one, faithful one. The Lord bless you and keep you. And John, your heart and your compassion and the freedom that you walk in I pray that the Lord will continue to anoint you with power, with wisdom, to bring his presence into this assembly, this congregation, this, this family, that you be a witness of his glory. Yes, Lord, let your spirit continue to minister to John and to Karen and to Lonnie. I just pray for increase, increase, increase. 
And Lord, for this young man, for Peyton, how I've seen him grow over the last number of years. The wisdom and the heart of truth that you've placed in him. Lord, his hunger for you, how you have set him apart, not only in this family, but you have set him apart in this world, Lord. Just as his father said, <laughs> where you're taking him, only you know. So we pray that you would fill him with your presence, Lord that you would continue to bring discernment of truth. Yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you that your spirit is going to continue to minister wisdom to this young man as he grows and becomes your friend. So I'm going to start with you, Peyton. Your Torah portion, if your birthday is today, right, is the end of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 29, whatever it is, to 30, 20, or something like that. And the, the title of it is Net Netzvim, mm -hmm. and it means secret places. <laughs> so may the Lord show you his secret places. May the Lord take you deep into secrets that you and he can share. And you have the wisdom to filter them out so that others can understand them. You will be teaching people all ages what you're going to learn about Yeshua and the original covenant in the Torah, where he's been hidden for so long. Eyes are going to be open and ears are going to be open to hear and to see that it's not the Old Testament and the New Testament, not the Old Covenant and the New Te Covenant. It's all the same. And the Lord's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you words to speak so that it's easily understandable to a 5-year-old or a 75-year-old. Because they're coming in, Peyton. They're coming in, and they want truth. And the only truth there is is through Yeshua, who is connected and told about all the way through what we know to be the Old Testament. So rip that middle page out and let it all be one, all right? And the other thing I want to say to you is the aloneness that you've always struggled with was ordained by God so that you were not assimilated into the things of this world. Amen. He wants you a pure and holy vessel because that's who's going to be leading the, the challenge that's coming to our world. When all these other gods decide that they're going to show up here, you're going to know the one true God. So Lord, bless him. Bless him and keep him. Keep him, keep him separated. Keep him surrounded. But don't let him be lonely. You see, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. So I take that loneliness that's always tried to hold you back and, and step on you and tell you you're not good enough or whatever. We break the lie of that enemy. And we say it's a blessing of the Lord, just like Samuel was put into the temple when he was a child. And he was around adults only. But he had pure eyes to see that there was deception, you know, that wasn't right. And look what he became. Yeah. It's not too good to be true. I don't even know how to separate you two. Because <laughs> you come together in my mind. 
Father, I thank you for John. Father, I thank you that um, he grew so much in the past three years. He would never wanted to have had that, <laughs> go through that again. But what he learned about himself and the Lord, he never could have done it any other way. Thank you for opening his eyes to the truth. Thank you, Father, um, for his generosity. There's always been such a generous spirit with you, too. That's the Lord and his love. And you have shown that kind of love to so many people. So many. Not just by what you do, but by who you are. Father, I bless John. I bless him to bless others. I bless him to have his heart opened a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Have his ears opened a little bit more to the love that you have for him. Amen. For the value and the worth that you see in him. Amen. For the places, John, where you would kick yourself because of the things that you've done. The Lord doesn't even see them. He moves them away as far as the east is from the west. you know why he does that? There's no north and south. You know, you can go to north and south and, and pass. But east and west, you never meet. You never reach the end of it. <laughs> That's how far our sins and our mistakes and our misdeeds are thrown away. Hallelujah. Father, I pray more than anything for him that you would just show him. But let him see. Mm-hmm. Let him feel your great love for him as a son. Yes. A true son who one day will hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. (laughs) Yeah. Show him sonship, Lord. My father, for Karen, who has such a love for the downtrodden, (laughs) such a love for people that don't have, and such a heart that when they don't have, she wants to have enough to feed the whole neighborhood. (laughs) Father, thank you, because that's a gift that very few have. That's a gift that is like honey to a bee. Father, I pray that you would draw the lost to her. She's like a walking Bible. She won't admit it, but she is. She understands deep things. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you will bring her those that need that touch from God, those that need the love of God, but more than anything, they need the word of God. So, Lord, um, I pray that you will cause her to know that it's buried deep inside of her. Mm. And all she has to do is open her mouth, and she could probably quote anything. (laughs) But she would know, too. Father, I thank you for this couple that I've watched grow in leaps and bounds. Your hand's always been on them, and it always will be. I bless you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I bless you with the most blessings from the Lord. Um, And may your deepest prayers be answered. Those unspoken things, the ones that are the that that disturb you the deepest, may they be answered for you and your family. Amen. Lonnie. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Father, I thank you for Lonnie, Lord. I thank you for this prophetic gifting that was buried for so long, and now is coming back to life. I thank you, Lord, for the way that she twirls and dances. And and for the years, Lord, when she was shut down, thank you for taking that lid off of the well, uh, that well that's deep inside of her, Lord. Let her go back, Lord God, to the the beginning. 
Lord, when she was in love with you and ran through the fields with you, Lord God. This is a month of Elul when you meet us in the field. And Father, I thank you, Lord God. Take her back to the beginning when she was young and ran through the fields with you and loved you beyond love, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all of you for renewing your first love. We're all praying for that. But Father, I pray for specific um, that Lonnie would see and she would hear what your spirit is saying in such a way that it won't matter what anybody else thinks or, or um, yeah, just what they think. Remove any vestige of the fear of man. She knows how to stay under authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows how to stay under authority. I break that off of you. The last vestige of it and put it under my feet in the name of Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Be free. Be free under the authority. His and theirs. So, Father, bless these servants that have been set apart. Strengthen them for what is coming, Lord. Strengthen them by your spirit. Lord, fill them with your presence, with your love, with all the giftings that you have stored up in heaven for each one. Lord, the godly desires of their heart. Lord, as they are being separated today for you, let them separate themselves for you. Lord, that the things of this world will pass away. And the things of your kingdom will become more prevalent and a greater reality. For your word promises that. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Yes, say Adonai, Panavaleka Viyukaneka. Yes, say Panavaleka Viyukaneka. Shalom. May his shalom become an absolute reality for you all. And bless you, Pastor Jason, for your dedication to serve, to lay your life down for this congregation, to see others grow and experience what you experience. So I bless you, my brother, and you, my sister, for your heart and your dedication and for the darkness that you have walked through and have kept faithful. You may have stumbled, you may have tripped, but you kept moving forward. Thank you. The Lord bless you and fill you with all his goodness and his presence at a level you've never experienced before. 
Well, we were praying. I felt like the Lord told me to anoint your hands and your feet because you are the hands and feet of Jesus. As we were playing, praying, I just saw the six of you, well, actually all eight of you is just like water hoses. As you, everything you receive, you just constantly pour it out for other people because you're so selfless that you just keep pouring out and you give everything you have into other people because you're so selfless and you don't even really care about yourself because you care about other people so much. Miss Offer. I, I, I was making sure I didn't turn it off. So, if you guys will, I want to give God a hand clap of praise right now. Because the Holy Spirit blessed us with mentors like Jeff and Sue, and the Holy Spirit blessed us with these servants, so we give praise and glory to God for it. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we can honor your servants, Lord. We are ultimately honoring you, Father. You're the one that gave them their gifts. You're the one that gave them their hearts. You're the one that gave them their desire to love and to know you. So, Father, we thank you for that. Father, I thank you for this day of celebration that we can have, that we can honor them. I thank you for the food that we're going to eat. Father, I thank you that you're so good. You are so good that you had a wedding show up here yesterday, and they had the exact same food we were having today, and they left a bunch for us. <laughs> and I thank you, Lord, that they left us a freezer full of ice cream. <laughs> So, Father, bless Jason Andrews and his ministry. <laughs> we love you, Father, and we just ask that you bless this food in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. <laughs> 